Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 104.9 AM 1260 and HornFM.com with the Longhorns play and Austin talks sports. Wake up, everybody! No more sleeping in bed. No more back to thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world's changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war and poverty. Oh, oh, oh. Wake up, all the teachers, time to teach us. Oh, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better. Wake them up, get them up, get them going. Tuesday on B&E. Day two of the final week of the month of March. lot to do. Busy when Final Fours are set, both the men's and the women's in college basketball. Big college baseball game tonight down in College Station. We'll preview owners' meetings, NFL owners' meetings, opening out in the desert. Of course, we'll play some quarterback days of our lives. I got to do that if they're uh, all gathering with all 32 owners and Team general managers, a lot of news will get uh, put out, and a lot of deals could get done. We'll certainly talk some NFL, because that season never, ever ends. The Longhorns have a new basketball coach as well. As expected, Rodney Terry officially uh, reaches an agreement with the Longhorns to be the permanent head coach. We'll dive in there and carry the news conference this morning at 11 o'clock. So a lot to do, safe to say, over the next four hours of fun and conversation right here on the show of the people. We appreciate you being there, however you find us each and every morning. Maybe it's on 104.9 on the FM dial. Could be 101.9 FM, AM 1260 as well and digitally we make it as easy as possible to find us uh, take us wherever you go on your uh, on the horn app there on your smartphone also always streaming live and local and digital uh, across the platforms on your smart speaker and always mr godbolt at hornfm.com good morning to the soldiers at fort hood texas the soldiers in the state of texas and all those that fight for us each and every day thank you so very much for what you do it is appreciated thank you very very much a little cooler today windy yes yeah, cloudy, cool, and uh, Could windy. Could be a little, some scattered showers and Maybe spots. Potentially a storm or two overnight. And I was looking at the radar. Could be some issues with that game down in College Station mm-hmm. tonight as far as those storms go. So we'll keep an eye on that as the Longhorns and the Aggies hook up in college baseball. Two always teams fun. headed in opposite directions at this point, but we will preview that. you always so good when those two get together. In any field of, or sport of play, uh, Ty Henderson, our producer, is through the glass as well, and... Uh, I had to text Ty yesterday because, of course, he jinxed the Longhorns in the Elite Eight game by buying Final Four tickets at halftime. To get him sold? Well, my, our buddy Greg Swindell from uh, the Longhorn, uh, of course, network and lifetime Longhorn legend, he was he said, hey, does Ty still have those tickets? Because now, now, Greg now lives down in Houston, right? He drives up here to do the game oh, on yeah. the weekends. I think he's trying to get a hold of those tickets. Hell yeah. Ty, you, you went dark on me. You still got those tickets? What happened? Well, my dad is holding them, and he was traveling back from his, his trip that he— that he was on this week. So. Is he thinking about going down no matter what? 
No, there's no way. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't <laughs> well, care that much. Where was he? Now he was he was gambling and and drinking, and that's when he bought the tickets at the halftime. You and you and your in father. In the Bahamas, yes. He was in the Bahamas. Ah, <laughs> See, that's how that can get you. You know that ocean air, the Caribbean air gets you, and all of a sudden it's a thirteen point 12, lead at 13 the half. Point lead, yeah, that'll get you. Oh, you start buying tickets. Well, well, there's at least one person that's looking for those those seats. So let me know. Hopefully, yes. Hopefully, we can work that out. Because <laughs> you're not planning to go down to see. No. I got to work. You have to work because you always work, and that's a good thing. What is that game on Monday? No, Mon- no, 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 no. Well, the final the game is on Monday, Monday night. Winter, four, the final four games are Saturday afternoon into the evening. Of course, the women's final four is set after last night's. They'll play Friday night and Sunday in Dallas uh, for the women's national Still having to go through South Carolina. Oh, man. In order to get to a championship. Steamroller for sure. But uh, somebody said, I'll give you $1 for the tickets. Yeah. Well, uh, that I'm assuming the, the market rate went Pretty far down. I mean, if Texas had been there, uh, can could have gotten their way there. Obviously, there are no name brands going to Houston. UConn would be the most name brand of sort of as far as college basketball brands headed to Houston. Uh, they're going to face the Miami Hurricanes, uh, who took down the Longhorns, and of course San Diego State meeting Florida Atlantic in the who national semifinal. There you go. The Aztecs and the well, they don't tell our friend Tyler Campbell though. From TC Speaks about uh, who with his, his San Diego State Aztecs. With all his guys that are 28 years old playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll get fired up about that. Hey, let's uh, get to some headlines. We launch your Tuesday, final week of March. Uh, a lot to do, including uh, the Longhorns making it official. UBO Business Services brings you your trending topics to start your Tuesday. Starts with college basketball, and as expected, Rodney Terry is an interim head coach with Texas no longer after leading the Longhorns to a 29-win season, a Big 12 tournament title, and a run to their first trip to the Elite Eight in 15 years. Terry has been named the program's permanent head coach. Terry, who celebrated his 55th birthday yesterday, has agreed to a new five-year contract. He'll be formally introduced as the head coach at a news conference today. You'll hear that live here on the Horn. Light the Tower with Craig and Jeff will broadcast live from campus today starting at 10. The introductory news conference will go live at 11 a.m. Also from College Hoops, women's Final Four set after top-ranked South Carolina. Top-seeded Virginia Tech posted Elite Eight wins last night. The defending champion Gamecocks roll past Maryland. They're going to ride a 42-game winning streak into Dallas uh, this Friday to face Iowa. Hokies, meanwhile, clinched their first-ever Final Four trip with a 10-point win over Ohio State. They're going to take on LSU Friday night. Men's Final Four set in Houston, as we mentioned. San Diego State beats Florida Atlantic in the first national semifinal on Saturday afternoon, followed by UConn and Miami in the late game. Baseball, Longhorns coming off that three-game sweep of 14th-ranked Texas Tech this past weekend. They're right at a 14-game winning streak. Horns have now entered the national rankings for the first time this season. David Pierce's Horns come at number 21 this week in the D1 Baseball Top 25. They'll head to College Station tonight, face Texas A&M, who fell out of those rankings after they were swept at Tennessee over the weekend. It'll be the Longhorns' first road game since March 5th. First pitch set for 6 o'clock tonight live here on the Horn. also can be watched on the SEC Network. Uh, in the NBA last night, Dallas Mavericks snapped a four-game losing skid. They beat down Indiana, uh, the Pacers, while the lowly Rockets got beat down by the New York Knicks last night at MSG. Busy news day on day one of the owners' meetings out in Phoenix in the NFL, including yesterday morning's bombshell tweet from Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson, in which he said goodbye to Baltimore fans and revealed that he has requested a trade from the team. Did that back in early March. Expects to be gone. In Phoenix as well, uh, reports of the Jets and Packers trying to finalize that trade that would send the four-time MVP quarterback Aaron Rodgers to New York. Hold up at this point has been compensation for the 39-year-old. The Jets are holding firm on not giving up that first pick in this year's draft, number 13 overall. They are willing, apparently, uh, reportedly to surrender a pair of second-round picks, potentially a future performance-based first-round pick for Aaron Rodgers. 
This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. All right, so we'll get into those quarterback days of our lives. Aaron Rodgers trying to get himself to uh, to New York. Lamar Jackson trying to get himself out of Baltimore, as we kind of thought could happen. And uh, some other quarterback news of the uh, the owners' meetings. But uh, Rodney Terry, official buck, not surprising, but uh, Chris Del Conte waited till the season was officially over and then sat down and got a deal done with uh, Rodney Terry. I think for, for most all proved himself to be a heck of a coach this year. Uh, tough, you know, Stepped into a tough situation and uh, led the Longhorns to their best season in a long, long time, and now he's going to be uh, on the post full-time. Yeah, I mean, the administration thought this was the best for them. I know the players feel like it's the best for them, and hopefully the staff stays together and he keeps just about everybody he can keep that still want to be a part of this thing together. Yeah. Now on with the recruiting, on with the portal, on with finding out what your team's going to be like next year, starting to build that right now. Yeah, we'll hear from Rodney Terry for the first time on that today because now it's his program. I mean, and it, you know, big picture, pulling back to what happened December the 12th and then early January with the dismissal of Chris Beard, you know, it's fair to say that as we look at it now, it, it kind of worked out as good as it could have. You know what I mean? As far as Chris Beard... You know, charges dismissed. He lands on his feet at Ole Miss, and he'll start anew there. Uh, and you know the it, it's not going to be a messy situation for the Texas program. Rodney Terry did a great job, endeared himself to that roster and this fan base, and now he's the head coach, and he'll keep that staff that wants to still be a part of it mostly intact with Chris Ogden yes. and Bob Donawald and uh, the rest of a very experienced coaching staff. And you know this thing could have gotten kind of tailspinned, and then instead it kind of feels like it's it's landed pretty comfortably. Uh, we'll you know time will tell how it works out on for all parties, but at the same time, it uh, it, it lands pretty smoothly. Yeah, I mean the season went smoothly yeah. at the end of the. I mean after that happened, I mean what do you? I don't know what the expectations were for this. I mean this thing could have gone all kinds of different ways. Yeah, and it went really the right way, and it and, and especially for the players that that came here to play. You know, they, they set out, they set their goals pretty high. They won a championship. You know, they won the tournament. I mean, I don't know what else, I don't know what else you can do. Well, I, 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 don't, know. I don't know what you're looking for in a, in a, in a coach, in a guy that the, the players respect and a guy that the, the administration respects. What else do you do? Well, and that's, um, that's when I say it's as good as it could have been. I mean, I know when it first went down, all the, the whole coaching staff was, well, where am I going to be next year? Is this it? Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, for I your mean, future. What's my future? Those guys are on one-year contracts. Um, you know, Chris Beard's out. Are we out? Where's this going to go? And as you said, it was really the players and Rodney Terry believing in one another and not letting what they couldn't control derail what was a great sure. season for them. And, uh, you know, you don't really know. I mean, you have to be presented an opportunity, and Rodney Terry was. Uh, the team was, and they handled it very, very well. And now Rodney Terry is going to be on a five-year contract with job security in a place he wants to be. You know, he left a head coaching job at UTEP to come here because he wanted to be in Austin. Right. This is where he wanted to be, uh, and he was willing to be an assistant coach to live here. And uh, and I got a feeling coach that most of his staff feel the same way about where they live. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's Chris Beard selling the vision to them that hey, we got this new new arena, we can go win national championships at Texas. Let's do it. And they all bought in, and obviously we know how it ended. An arena here. where they lost one game. Yeah, went 16 or 17 and won this year in that Moody Center. So now it's Rodney Terry's program to build on, and you know Chris Beard will start anew, and um, you know fresh start uh, for the for, for all of it. And we'll hear from Rodney Terry today, of course, from Angleton, Texas, uh, coming out of high school, played at St. Edwards, and was a really really good player at St. Ed's when I was getting there to go to school in the in the early 90s. Rodney was wrapping up. Uh, at that level, a Hall of Fame career. High school the, coach, huh? Yeah, well, yeah, then climbed the ladder, 
Bowie High School. You know, we, we always get a text about every morning we talk about Rodney Terry. You know, I, I, Rodney was my football coach at Porter Middle School back in the day. My and goodness. Uh, all the things, then, you know, climbing that ladder and then, uh, you know, into the college ranks at Baylor. And then, uh, of course, landed on Rick Barnes' staff in the early 2000s and was there for nearly a decade here at Dan Austin uh, coaching with Rick Barnes and then off to be a head coach at Fresno State and UTEP and now gets the opportunity here. Happy birthday to Rodney Terry. Wow. He just turned 55? Yesterday. Double nickel, huh? The double nickel yesterday. And uh, uh, doesn't look a day over 40, I would say that. He's looking in pretty good shape right now. So good time. So we'll hear from Rodney today, 11 o'clock. His vision for the program and where it's where to take it, because as you say, that becomes the next step now. Unfortunately, the Longhorns couldn't finish that deal against Miami, so the season is over. Now you say goodbye to some really pivotal players and Marcus Carr, uh, Serge Barry Rice, Christian Bishop. Yeah, they got a lot to Timmy replace. Timmy Allen, you know, four key veteran players. But you know, which players can you convince to come back? Um, and you know, because if you can, you know, Dylan DeSue becomes kind of a a, a seminal piece. If the Pflugerville Hendrickson product decides he's going to come back for another year, that gives you a centerpiece in the middle. Tyrese Hunter as a point guard to go with Arterio Morris and Dylan Mitchell, a couple of young guys who really could, could, could blossom within this program uh, with more leadership opportunities. Brock Cunningham will be back. We know that. There's also a freshman named Rowan Brumbaugh. And they have, uh, you know, the, the two commitments uh, for the yes. recruiting class, five-star players both. Uh, Ron Holland, a really dynamic forward out of the Metroplex, Duncanville High, and then a kid out of Los Angeles, California. And you see what you can do in the portal. You can get in there and change the whole trajectory of your team with a couple guys out of that thing. Sure. And there's already big names into the portal. Yeah. Uh, So that'll be a lot of questions for Rodney Terry today about uh, the players because that's, that's the day and age of college basketball. I mean, we know we're talking about Miami with the Hurricanes, with the NIL deals and you know how they've kind of built their roster. It's 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 that time. It's free agency. You can you can move on, and uh, so you never know on a year to by year basis what your your roster will look like. But if you listen to Rodney Terry during the course of this season, you know he's been very open. That's that's just how it works, and we have to be willing to embrace it. Yep, and uh, be a part of it. And, and no uh, better place than where you are right now to be a part of all kinds of deals. Yeah, and you can you can lose some key players, but you can also add key players and. I, I sense, and maybe we'll hear a little bit more on that from Rodney, that you know this this group that loses four really key veteran members, but there there was there was a really good harmony and chemistry with this team that you you kind of feel like a guy like Tyrese Hunter and Dylan DeSue uh, would want to be a part of that, right? Dylan Mitchell, Arterio Morris, grow with the program, play at the Moody Center in front of that crazy crowd, and uh, you know build on what they accomplished this year with Rodney Terry, and you know take a, take another step. And if you added a couple of five star kids to that. Um, Base, I think you you have the makings of a pretty good pretty good roster. Yeah, you got to try March. to find a way that, to keep Mitchell for another year. I mean, I don't see him running off the NBA. He just there's some things, some skills that he still has to work on. This so, would be a great place to do it. Well, we saw in that Elite Eight game the I mean the 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 elevation, the ability to play above the rim on both ends of the floor. Well, he's always been able to do that, and that's what got to evolve his offensive game. His offensive game has got to get better. It does. And, All and, handling and one-on-one. Well, and, and seemingly he would play a similar position to Ron Holland, right, the the, the kid out of Duncanville. Now, Duncan, uh, the kid from Duncanville is a better ball handler. I mean, oh, yeah, you'll, you'll he's see skilled. Him, he's, yeah. a, he's got an offense going on. Yeah, you'll see him you know, running the show for his team. Uh, now, I don't know if that'll be his, his level at college, but and A.J. Johnson, the left-hander, is a mm-hmm. you know, 6'5 point guard, very smooth from out of Los Angeles. Uh, both of those guys could be immediate impact players in your rotation. 
and you know what you're getting from you know Brock Cunningham and Dylan DeSue becomes kind of the pivot piece, right? He comes back, you know what you've got in the middle. You as you said, you can go out and look for some I'm bigger looking for bodies. A big. Yeah. I'm looking for a big body. Yeah, big uh, big bruiser down low. But uh, that will be interesting to hear from Rodney Terry because we know what Chris Beard's vision was for the program, what type of player he liked to recruit. He had you know years of of showing what, what type of athletes he was recruiting at Texas Tech and was pretty open with what his his vision for the team was. We'll get to hear from Rodney Terry today on his vision for the roster, uh, the program, and uh, where he wants to take it now that he's got a five-year contract. So that's the big news from college basketball. We'll hear it live at 11 o'clock this morning. And certainly take your thoughts on it. Specs text line 512-337-3776. Rodney Terry is the official and permanent head coach of the Texas Longhorns. Also tonight, college baseball. Looking forward to this game down at College Station. It's... uh, as we say, two teams headed in opposite directions, fair to say, right? Texas A&M is off to a 1-5 start in Southeastern Conference play. They lost two out of three to LSU to start conference play, and then they got swept by Tennessee this past weekend in Knoxville. So they're on a bit of a skid here. Um, and for Coach Schlossnagel, and, uh, in his second year coaching at Texas A&M, David Pierce's team got off to the 4-7 and seven start. They came home for three weeks of home games and went 14-0. And I think it's fair to say defined some roles, got some comfort, you know, that home cooking, got to uh, work on what was strugg- they were struggling with early. Their offensive lineup has really come together. Guys like Peyton Powell and Porter Brown, uh, Eric Kennedy at the top of the order, you kind of know what your your everyday one to nine batting lineup's going to be. The defense has improved and feels like the pitching roles have defined. And I think I think this will be a, a LeBaron Johnson Jr. start tonight. LBJ, the hard-throwing right-hander for the Longhorns. I think that'll be his spot. He pitched Saturday. Pitched well on Saturday, but uh, I think it was only a couple of innings. It's kind of a bullpen start for everybody. Uh, it'll be a bullpen game for sure, whether it's LBJ to start it. Right. Uh, you know, you you won't see him go more than you know 80 pitches, I would imagine. So, for, you know, however many, how efficient he can be. But we know he can overpower with that, uh, you know, a high octane and then the split finger. Uh, he'll be a, I think it'll be a bullpen game for both teams. It's an important game, but at the same time, it's not a conference game. Oh, no. Um, and I'm sure you'll see a lot of, a lot of arms tonight. On which will be a frenzied environment. They still call it Bluebell Park. What's the, is this still the ice cream down there? I know it's Olson Field. Bluebell. I haven't heard of Bluebell in a long time. Okay. Ever since they had some bad ice cream. I remember the Aggies came in here and beat Texas last year. I was at that game down at uh, UFCU Dishfalk Field. Uh, beat them. But uh, yeah, that'll be the game on at six o'clock tonight. So it's a busy day on the horn. We've got a live broadcast from the campus. They had a news conference to introduce Rodney Terry at eleven o'clock, and then. Uh, Baseball at 6 o'clock tonight with a 545 pregame, part of a busy Tuesday here on the Horn. Uh, Texas football is going through. Uh, there was going to be a Steve Sarkeesian availability today after another spring workout, but uh, they have moved that back just to because of Rodney Terry's introduction. They're going to stay away from that, not to have dueling news conferences and availabilities for the media. Uh, so we'll certainly talk some Texas football. As you know, as we say, we're climbing through the, the final week of – it's pretty amazing we're into the final week of March already. We've blown through this month, and uh, – Major League Baseball opening day is Thursday, and uh, Round Rock opens up the Dell Diamond this weekend. So, a lot to look forward to as well on this uh, Tuesday morning as we get this thing cranked up. Yeah, it is. It's it's springtime is is the good time right now. Weather this weather is going to start to get warm in a hurry. But first of all, let's just stay in the eighties for for quite a sixties today and windy. I know. Ooh. Can we stay get to the eighties and just stick around for a while? You're the Frommers Almanac. You tell me when are we getting that? Yeah, well, we'll be there next week. You mentioned it yesterday, though. The Blue Bonnets are out. You went They're on a Blanco drive man. yesterday. Oh, my goodness. Sunday's drive was awesome. The flower drive. That is uh, 
That was a good one for sure. But, yeah, that's where we are right now, end of March into April. So baseball on the brain, basketball on the brain, and really unfortunate, still been thinking about that game and how the Longhorns, what a week this would have been if they were playing in the Final Four down in Houston. No, the Longhorn fans and Ty, bummed that that's not happening. It was it was there for him, and uh, Jim Laranega and his team made the plays down the stretch. The Longhorns will be kicking themselves about that one because I do think I do think they had an opportunity to get Dylan DeSue back into their lineup for the games this weekend, and you know it's it's a wide open Final Four to say the least. Got to win two more games, and uh, they almost won both without Dylan DeSue, and uh, would have likely got that him one back. chance. I know, as we know, I mean it was 15 years ago last time they had a look this good. It was 20 years ago the last time the Longhorns made it to a Final Four. And coming up uh, in our 9 o'clock hour, by the way, the man who, uh, the player who helped spearhead that trip to the Final Four two decades ago is going to join us. Uh, T.J. Ford is going to jump on the show with us at the end of the uh, the program today, ahead of the Rodney Terry News Conference, and his thoughts on Rodney Terry, an assistant coach when T.J. was there, and a part of that team that went to the Final Four and, uh, and lost to Syracuse, the eventual national champions. We'll talk to T.J. Ford this morning. Uh, we'll check in with our man Ty Harrington and preview the uh, Texas-Texas A&M game tonight. Uh, Coach Harrington was on the broadcast of all three of the Texas Tech wins over this past weekend for the Longhorns, so we'll get his diagnosis of this team for David Pearson, where they're headed. Also uh, talk some Texas football. Still called Bluebell Park. It is still called Bluebell Park, yes. Bluebell Park. Olsen Field at Bluebell Park. Is Bluebell still your favorite ice cream? Do you still eat ice cream? I, I do. Bluebell is still my favorite. So you don't like creamy creations? Uh, I like during that, the holidays, the I do. During the holidays, that's they the, make... That's the HVB off-brand, right? Our own brand? Yes, yeah. I go off-brand when the, during, the, during the Christmas holidays. Every once in a while, they'll have eggnog ice cream that'll show up. I didn't see it this year, but every once in a while, they'll have some different flavors that are really, really good. Tris Liches. But I'm a blue, I'm a blue bell ice cream Mint eating. chocolate chip, blue bell. I will yeah. say, I don't eat a ton of ice cream, but because um, that sugar, man. That sugar will get me. But um, my son had a birthday... Uh, on the nineteenth, my son Nolan, your your buddy Ty, and my wife f- found this on like the like one of those social those apps. She took a pan and she put a bunch of uh, ice cream sandwiches and jammed them together, Ooh. organized, and put a bunch of topping on it. Dang, it was good. It was easy too. She oh just, really? It's like an ice cream cake. She just unwrapped the uh, the ice cream sandwiches and put them in the in the put a little stuff on the top yeah, of it. Yeah, put some whipped cream and some uh, you know stuff now you're on talking. top. That was I hadn't had ice cream in a while. That was good. I wouldn't. I will admit, I went back for another, a little dose of that bad boy because I'm a, this, you know, ice cream sandwich this time of year in the spring into the summer. What's better than unwrapping unwrapping one of those bluebell no, ice cream sandwiches? I'll do that. Man. Yeah, I I eat, I'm I've gotten better, but no. Remember, I was into the pint a day keeps the doctor away. That's what I do. I eat about a, a quarter gallon a day of ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, and I can sit down and eat. I can eat a whole gallon of ice cream at a sitting if I want to. Same. I pour milk in my ice cream. Yeah, I do, too. I make it a milkshake. Everything's a milkshake. There we go. Yeah. My girlfriend thinks really? it's so weird. Everything is years a, old. I've never, ever done that. Yeah, everything is milk in my ice cream. I make You pour, just, like, white milk onto the ice cream? Yeah, whole milk? Yeah, and just stir it around. And I love milkshakes. I'm a milkshake person because I can go vanilla ice cream and throw a banana in it or strawberries Ooh. in it and do my own thing. A little fruit up in there? Yeah. I'm down with that. All but right. I'm away from the sugary. Yeah, you have to I'm, be. I'm, right now, sugar is not... Be Not my friend. I'm, I'm doing stuff like uh, pomegranate, no no uh, sugar added. It Ugh. is nasty. <laughs> That's gross. Or you're talking about some nasty stuff. Man, oh, man. Rodney Terry is the uh, permanent head coach of the Longhorns. We're talking about it with you. We'll get into the days of our quarterback lives. This Lamar Jackson bombshell yesterday as our show was ending at 10 o'clock. Jim Harbaugh was sitting down to meet the media 
and I'm certain it was choreographed that Lamar Jackson sent out a tweet right at that time uh, about his intentions to leave Baltimore and saying goodbye to the fans so that his head coach, John Harbaugh, would have to uh, field the questions. Hey, did you see what Lamar's tweet just said? Uh, and he had to act. He had to respond to it in real time, uh, hearing about it as it happened. Which well, was, everybody's uh, going to part ways. They're going to end up parting ways with Lamar Jackson. That's kind of been my sense since uh, the end of the year that there was real acrimony between his, those his two. His feelings are definitely hurt. Well, and the one guy that hasn't shown any acrimony is John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh's been the one all along saying, no, we're good. He's going to be our quarterback. But it doesn't seem like Lamar wants that. And Eric DaCosta, the general manager, and Ozzie Newsom at the top, doesn't feel like it's going to work. We'll talk about it coming up. Who's going to trade for him, though, becomes the question. Also, the Aaron Rodgers deal about to get done. How about what John Lynch, the general manager of the 49ers, had to say about their quarterback situation? We'll get to all that coming up, plus a Craig Way report, plus some B&E facts of the day, as we're just getting warmed up on a cool and windy Tuesday here on B&E. B&E on a Tuesday, Rodney Terry News Conference call up at 11 a.m. this morning. Live here introduces the new and permanent head coach of the Longhorns. Also, uh, this text says, T.J. Ford is the greatest player in Texas basketball history. Should have a statue at the mood. Well, you can push for that. We're going to talk to T.J. Ford before the end of the show. His thoughts on uh, his former assistant coach becoming the new head coach at Texas. You know, Rodney Terry uh, at Fresno State. Uh, had a 25-win season there. He took that program over when it was really not good, and uh, you know built it to into it. You know, won 20 or more games three different times at Fresno State, 25 and 10. His best record in 2015-16, and made the tournament. 20-win uh, season the following, and then went to UTEP and then took that from a team that in year one was eight and 21 to a 17-win team in year two, and then uh, 12 and 12 in the COVID year, and then he joined Chris Beard here. So. He's got the head coaching chops, obviously, and we got to see him put those on display here with the Longhorns. And I would give Chris Beard this credit. I mean, to, to be able to accumulate and build this staff and build this good of a program this quickly, uh, it's credit to him and credit to, to the vision he had for, for what it could be. And I think it leaves the Longhorns, even in the wake of him not being here, in a pretty good, pretty good place as far as the foundation for Rodney and this staff to build on. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean now you just build on what you have. Yeah. I mean if you were if you were part of the the group that came in with Chris Beard, I mean all you did was enhance what what the program is about and you followed through really. And take what you've learned at other places and obviously Or you've got a, 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 a whole caboodle of guys that have been head coaches. Right. And you know, you've got coaching experience, but at the same time as Chris Beard even said when he took the job, I mean this is you can recruit a different player here. Uh, this is a this is a great you know a program where kids want to come play and you know UTEP and Fresno State not as much you're trying to recruit those this is a heavyweight program that can do big things and uh, as, as I don't think you drop the expectation at all from what Chris Beard had you know had as his goal which was a Monday night program but you don't have to be a huge program you don't have to be the Kentuckys or Texas or Alabama's of the world I mean there are a lot of teams that can compete sure with the that, way this portal and where the way these older players well, are the, isn't that the funny part the ironic part that when NIL deals began. 
people said, oh, man, you know, the Blue Bloods are going to oh, yeah. dominate. The top teams are going to crush it. Oh, I still believe oh, really? they will in football. Well, potentially, but look what's happening in basketball. You got uh, a four seed, two fives, and a nine. Um, you know, it, it allows other pro because you only need five, five or six real good players, right. and you can be real good. And so, you know, the, the, the NIL opportunities plus the ability to have extra years and these veteran teams and the, the, the one-time transfer rule, uh, it's, it's really spread the talent across to the landscape, right? There's not, you know, one team or a couple of teams with all the, all the great players. It's really spread the, the wealth. And let's also add to the fact in college basketball when the NBA, when does that new collective bargaining agreement go into effect, which is going to eliminate the one and done? I mean, players will be able to go straight from— Is that after next year? I think it's after this year that the one yeah. and done idea is over. You don't have to go one and done. That was, and always people think that was a college rule. That was the NBA's rule. Right. NBA said, no, no, you got to go play one year. And we can't come until you're 19. Yeah, we, we, want, we don't want kids. Well, in now, because well, they were trying to protect themselves from themselves because right. they, were, they were drafting these kids that weren't mature enough and ready for it. And you well, know, now they're like, well, let them go to college for a year and, and sort now it out. Now they go to college for like six and seven years. Yeah, well, exactly. You got the you got the mixture of both. But eventually, here pretty shortly, you're going to remove the, the one right and done. Up. Yes. And because the the other thing the NBA has done is further developed its G League, so players can develop in the G League if they're not ready to play at the NBA level. Uh, and you know that's an opportunity. So you know you won't see those as many of the the super freshmen. In college basketball, so it's going to be more and more, you know, I would I would argue dominated by the, the veteran teams, the older teams. We keep talking about San Diego State, seven seniors, two juniors. They're making a run to the Final Four. I mean, their average age is twenty three and a half years old. Those are those are dudes playing. Absolutely. And then when you watch San Diego State play, you're like, oh yeah, look at the size of those guys. Look at that old ball head man <laughs> out there playing. Is this the last year of like the extra COVID year? Like, is this the last class of kids you know what? that get that? You're, 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 I don't know. Or is this you, just going to go on forever? You explain it to me. I don't know. Does, I, the, does, does anybody know? what the, Coaches don't know from year to year what the rule's going to be. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. All you do is say, say, say to a kid at the end of the year, do you, you want to come back for another year? <laughs> yeah. We'll figure yeah, it out. They, we'll figure it out. Because I guess my, my interpretation of the rules, Tyrese Hunter, people talk about Tyrese Hunter. Well, he's already used his one-time transfer, right, from Iowa State to here. Last year, and he didn't have to sit out. He did it within conference. I think you can. I think you can transfer as many times as you want. I don't think I, that's true. But think about JT Daniels. He never set out. I know. That's what I don't understand. I think is like you can get everything I've read and seen suggests that if you transfer once, you get a one-time transfer. Uh, that was a, a, a concession made by the NCAA. Get the COVID year. Then you get the COVID year on top of it. But I think that's what. And it then is. you can have the injury, like like football players, if you miss a certain amount of. Yeah. Time right. The, the There's like three or four different ways you can go injury and, and hardship. Yeah, the hardship rule. rule. But like, if Tyrese Hunter wanted to transfer again, I'm not saying he is. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying I think that he wants to be here. But at the same time, people were were writing and speculating yesterday. Well, if he wanted to move, he could. Well, by my read, he'd have to sit out now, right? Because he's used his one time transfer. I don't know. Maybe call it the COVID year. You're right. I I don't understand it as well. Who knows? Uh, but that's the, the fluctuation of rosters year to year. Which is why, like a team like San Diego State, if you bring you or and Texas this year, if you keep all your key guys together and you add a couple pieces out of the portal, well, all of a sudden you're a, a veteran old team uh, who can do some things. And uh, go get Drew Timmy. Oh my gosh, he's got to be done. He said he was done at Gonzaga, but he's still got a year left. Bring him back to Texas. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah, he of course from the Dallas area. 
So, uh, yeah, there we go. There's some college hoops. Rodney Terry is in. Uh, as for the days of our quarterbacks' lives, do we have some theme music for this time? Do we have some days of our lives? Because it's, you know, if it's the NFL owners' meetings, it's going to be dominated by quarterback headlines. Lamar Jackson uh, yesterday, as our show was ending, decided to, to, to go to Twitter. And don't think for a second it was uh, coincidental that his, his head coach, John Harbaugh, was sitting down to meet the media there in Phoenix at the owners' meetings. He knew that. And uh, he put it put it out there for all to see that uh, back on March the 2nd, he requested a trade. And his uh, very long tweet was essentially a goodbye letter to the fans of Baltimore. That I'm out of here. Yeah, my feelings hurt. I don't have an agent. Number one thing is go get an agent. Quit messing around. But didn't he say he requested this trade like at the beginning Early of March. March? Yeah, March 2nd. Yeah. March 2nd. Um, you know, what I heard Rod and Hart's talking about yesterday, echoing a lot of the things we said Last week with Lamar Jackson, that they wasted his best years, the rookie contract years, and you know didn't invest enough in weapons to put around him. And now here they are at the back end of that, and the the Ravens have other question marks, not just quarterback. But it's hard to believe there's not interest in a 26 year old MVP quarterback. I I just like there had there has to be. I would a think team. the Colts would be jumping up and down for it. And I know it's it's you know the guaranteed contract is like kryptonite. No one wants any part of that. But I've also heard Lamar Jackson say that it's it's not all about that. He wants he wants what's fair value. But um, he offered him 133 million. Yeah, and he didn't take it. He didn't take it. But uh, yeah, so that's that is strained. But that's a quarterback, right? I mean, they're Lamar Jackson. Whatever you think of him, is better than half the quarterbacks in this league, at least that are starting. If he's going to be better 30. than the ones who are going to be drafted. <laughs> yeah, he's more guaranteed than the quarterbacks coming into the draft that have not played a down of football uh, in the National Football League. So that story will be ongoing, which teams jump in. I, I mean, I really feel like if, if Daniel Snyder and the Washington Commanders weren't hamstrung by the fact they're selling the team, and I think the edict has been, you know, we can't make major. That's why they, they haven't done much in And the Washington. Colts got the fourth pick, right? Unless they're moving up, they're going to get the fourth guy. And if you're Baltimore, you would like to see the Colts get involved because if the you would end up with that fourth pick. Right. And if you're Baltimore, Absolutely. that's what you would want. Because if you're the Ravens and you're going to lose Lamar Jackson because the relationship is that strained, then you if you get the fourth pick, you have a chance to draft a quarterback. Or uh, you got a chance to, to get ready for next year and get a guy like Caleb Williams, right? And, and, see, and that's the thing with the Ravens, and that's when you hear John Harbaugh Talking, you know, this team still has Super Bowl aspirations in their mind, right? They, sure. They've hired a new offensive coordinator. They're taking a new direction with that side of the ball. Uh, they they acquired Roquan Smith, the linebacker from the Bears, in a trade last year. But as you said before, that, their defense. They're, they're going to be the ones sitting in last place in their division if they keep it up. That's not their mindset, though. Which is, which you're right. Yeah. I mean, somebody's going to be in last place. But the mindset in Baltimore is we need we're going to keep winning. And that's why you keep hearing John Harbaugh say, well, no, no, he's our quarterback. We're planning to build around Lamar Jackson. Well, Lamar Jackson's saying the exact opposite at this point, that he's planning to be gone and wants out. So how does that thing resolve itself? I don't know. But the Ravens as an organization, they believe, if you're John Harbaugh yesterday, that if they can get healthy, get their running backs back, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, I mean, if gets, they can actually get through a summer without somebody yeah, hurting before the season uh, even starts. The injury issues, if they could get healthy, he thinks they can be a really good team. And back into the mix in their division. Well, yeah, if you're the coach, you definitely, you're you're not management. If you're the coach, you want that guy playing for you. Which is to the point of they're not going to be worried about Caleb Williams next year. They're wanting to win this year in that division. But if Lamar Jackson's going to be traded, you need a quarterback. And if you you, you do do it, because, you know, you would argue that the Colts would be interested, but then are you willing to give up the fourth overall pick and pay, and the first pick next year? Which is what it's going to cost to to get in, you know to do a deal with Lamar Jackson. You have to to sign him 
to a sheet, and then you have to be willing to give up two first-round picks, which this year for the Colts would be pick number one. You might look at it as a team that's further down in the draft, right, that has a number one pick, that needs a quarterback. There's not many. A team like Tampa. Well, Tampa's going to – they're going to stay with their dude. Trask? It's Trask or Baker no. Mayfield. They're gonna, that's what I'm oh, saying, though. They're, they're, Baker? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, My, but, but – Tampa so, can tell you whatever they want to. They're – they're not in the running for they're they're not their aspirations of Super Bowl went out the door when the old man went out the door. So right. they're they're looking for a new quarterback for the following year. Well, but then, but then why wouldn't you get involved with this quarterback right now? I, I don't mean, think the weapons they have really. Well, I mean, go they with still not, have not, off, not not on the offensive side. They still got I think yeah team wise. I mean, they definitely still have weapons. I just they would have to rework everything about that offense. I mean, they run yeah, the it was completely built different. Tom Brady, yeah. sure. Well, I mean, that's so a team like that, right? That that is because I, you know, I, I can understand the Colts saying we have the fourth pick, we can draft a quarterback. Uh, same time, Lamar Jackson's more proven than any of those quarterbacks you're going to draft. Uh, but do you want to give up the fourth overall pick as well as your number one next year and sign him to the n- amount of guaranteed money that he is demanding? Uh, that could be a negotiations problem. Well, he's told you. I mean, the, the team's already telling you what the market is. Yeah. Sorry, Lamar. Well, like turn uh, down that one thirty three. And, and Washington sitting there with that sixteenth pick, they would be a natural because they don't have a quarterback. I didn't say, he's going to say Sam Howell, but you know, okay, uh, Lamar Jackson's a hell of a lot better than Sam Howell. Yeah, but they're they're but that, they're selling about yeah. New England. New England's the been why I've looked at. That's interesting. Where are they on Mac Jones? And you know, Bill Belichick always likes to be like to spend a lot ahead of, of the curve. Uh, He's I, 71. If you go back and listen to some of the the comments about Lamar Jackson that Bill Belichick has made in preparation and for games with them, he has a very high opinion of Lamar Jackson as a player and how difficult he is to prepare for and stop. You wonder if... if but he's if, got a higher opinion of himself. You know he would love running the ball. Oh, yeah. just run? Oh, oh hell yeah, he yeah. would. He and, wouldn't want to throw it one time if he didn't have I to. I mean, there in Atlanta, the scheme-wise, it lines up perfectly where well, you can insert and, Lamar Jackson. And remember, New England has the 14th pick in the first round, which is middle of the first round. Um, you know, they're, they're looking for pieces, but at the same time, Lamar Jackson with... with uh, you know, the Are they run. just going to part ways with their quarterback? Mac Jones? Yeah. I See would. ya? Uh, you know, I mean... In year three? He hasn't looked great, but at the same time, they didn't give him an offensive coordinator this year. It was such a mess in New England. I don't know. So uh, you know, we'll keep an eye on that. You know, teams teams of that ilk. Um, but if you're if you're down at the bottom of the draft, you typically don't have a quarterback problem because that means you're winning, right? So mm-hmm. if you're at the back end, you you know you're twenty. There's only a handful of teams that need a quarterback. When you when you when you really really look at it, the Jets are going to be taken care of because that's going to be Aaron Rodgers, Tampa Bay, Tampa. They're going to they're going Washington. They're going to they're going to fight it out with Baker and Trask. They're going to let that go and see. If they don't get it done, then they'll be in the market for one of those quarterbacks next year. So does this just come down to a team wanting like all they have to do is give up two first round picks? Baltimore doesn't have to, have to give up some money. trade, right? They they have to offer him a sh- offer sheet, and then put the proposition out there, and Baltimore either has to match or accept the trade. Correct. But as he said before, they they've already set the market of what they he he needs to understand. Yeah, this Baltimore is what they has all two think. options. Baltimore, yeah. has two. if he offer if he gets an offer sheet, they can match it. And he comes back under those terms that were agreed to with the other team, and that's that's now his deal. Uh, or they can let him move, but the, uh, the 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 team that signs him has to give up two first round draft picks. And I'm pretty certain it's this year's first round draft pick, which is why if you're Baltimore, could this could you do this thing after the draft, and then it's next year's first round pick? You know what I don't saying? know if it's a money or thing Colts. or an ego thing, but I, I just know if you 
if you're sitting around with a bunch of people telling you what you're not, and you don't and you don't have an agent buffering that, and the agent's listening to it, but when you're actually the guy sitting there and they're telling you what they think of you, that ain't much fun. He's got his traveling uh, workout equipment salesman out there. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, we'll see where it goes. Well, he must have heard he must have heard not enough in one meeting that he's like, I'm not going back there. I want out. Well, and that's where you know the the timing of it because remember this thing can play out all the way into the summer. Sure, uh, I think there's a mid July deadline for Trent for fringes because at some point in July, Lamar Jackson has to either sign that that franchise tag, or he's he's going to be sitting out. He's going to be holding out. He's going to be not under contract, and there's a deadline for that in July. But point of that is, if you're the Colts and you don't want to give up that fourth overall pick, could you wait till after April's draft, dra- not draft a quarterback? Draft a, a Jalen Carter or a Will Anderson or somebody at four, knowing that you're going to sign Lamar Jackson to be your quarterback, but you're not giving up that fourth pick. You'll give up next year's first-round pick and the following year's first-round pick. Now, the and, Lions wouldn't do that, would they? No, they're, they believe in Jared Goff. At least that's what they're saying publicly. But, the, but a team like the Colts, you could see them saying, look, if we do that, we take the best player available with the fourth pick, and we don't give it up this year. We wait till after the last week of April, weekend of April, and then we sign Lamar Jackson to the offer sheet in early May – well, guess what? Next year's number one draft pick is going to be, we're going to be at the back end of that draft because we're going to have Lamar Jackson as our quarterback. So uh, we'll see it play out. It's only uh, last, you know, we're about a month away from the NFL draft. So it uh, doesn't have to play out before that. It really doesn't. It could play out beyond that. Well, he's got to show that he can, you know, after not playing towards the end of the year, you know, making some strides, throwing the ball. What is he going to do? Just sit out and watch? I mean, he could. I heard Rod make this point yesterday, and he's dead right. People that say he gets hurt at the end. Every quarterback was hurt at the end of last year. Not to, I mean, like Lamar Jackson's the only quarterback that gets hurt. I mean, the the, the dang 49ers down to their fourth quarterback. Uh, quarterbacks get hurt in this league. Patrick Mahomes wasn't healthy in the playoffs. It's just the way the league goes. Uh, but, yes, Lamar Jackson's running does put him in, in, in more opportunity to get hurt. But, you know, this year I think the part of the acrimony between the Ravens and Lamar Jackson was they felt like he could have played late in the year when they needed him. And he wasn't, in his mind, 100%. So, and they weren't talking about yeah. a, a contract with him. Yeah. they did, He felt like they didn't do him right, and he wasn't going to go out there and put his body on the line without a new contract. So, And that's, I think, led us to where we are, uh, where, where he wants out and is planning to be out. We'll come back. We'll pick up the BNE facts of the day. Uh, we'll get back to the Rodney Terry discussion. Also more from the owners' meetings and your thoughts on it. It's BNE on the Horn. Here's Craig Way. It's Bucky and Aaron. Final week of March, Tuesday on B&A. A little be uh, cooler today and windy. I'm going to grab that uh, little pullover today for sure. About 10 degrees cooler than yesterday. Cloudy and the wind's going to be up. You're going to get a couple days of that. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It is a busy day, though. You heard Craig Way. They'll have the news conference at 11 o'clock this morning. Rodney Terry officially introduces the uh, new head coach of the Longhorns. Happy birthday to Rodney Terry, who celebrated his 55th yesterday. Pretty good day. Five-year contract, 55 years old. Uh, head coach at a program that he loves and wants to be a part of, and it all worked out. So uh, as we said off the top with the Chris Beard mess beginning in December through January, things have uh, landed about as smoothly as they could for all sides. I mean, Chris Beard has a new uh, new opportunity at, at Ole Miss, and um, charges dropped, and I know he's no longer with with. His fiance at the time. Oh, really? She didn't go to. She didn't head the Mississippi no, with him. I don't really? Think she was invited there. Oh. But um, and now Rodney Terry uh, has this program, which uh, you know you can say what you want about it. it's uncertain. Every hire is uncertain, and that's absolutely true because uh, there'll be some that'll be skeptical about hiring Rodney Terry. But at the same time, the the evidence that he provided over the last two and a half three months, Buck, of this year 
in leading this team through the adversity and through the challenges to their furthest run in 15 years and gosh dang near to a final four would tell you that uh x's and o's wise and coaching wise and leading men and players wise pretty good coach buck pretty good yeah, coach. i mean i don't know what, like i said i don't know what you could ask for except for there are certain people that just want certain things well, yeah, because so that's when, that's that's all there is. That's all there is to well, it. Well, and when the program was shocked with the news that th- this went down, and then Chris Beard was out, you know, names like Billy Donovan and Jay Wright and uh, those those heavy hitter names were floated. Uh, same time, you know, you, you ended up maybe because because splash hires have not gone over great at Texas when they go out and hire the big name, especially in football, uh, all the time and. Uh, you know, sometimes the right coach is here, and he knows the area. The other the question about Rodney, when people say, you know, give me, that are skeptical, well, can he recruit? Well, recruiting's been his deal, all right? That's really when he was with Rick Barnes, credited with recruiting the likes of LaMarcus Aldridge and D.J. Augustine and, um, you know, T.J. Ford, who will join our show the end of this show. Um, you know, just some of the best players in the Rick Barnes era were recruited by Rodney Terry, so... Well, it's safe to say he can he can recruit. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't I don't want to make a a big deal about it. It's just that he's got an opportunity. He did a good job. He's going to get that opportunity. If he's not good, he won't be the head coach. It's a three year deal, five year deal, five year deal. You know, but I, I but if if Chris Beard would have won a championship in the hand of the banners, they'd give him a twenty five year deal at five million a year. So, I mean, they they did the they waited the the. Uh, the athletic director said, I'm going to wait till the season is over with. He waited. And it well, sure didn't. I mean, he waited 24 hours after the season was over, and then he made his decision. He already had the people in mind who he wanted to deal with. Yeah, I mean, look. And it, obviously, it, Rodney it, Terry it, was at the top of his list. I mean, Chris Beard, because people will say, well, he did it with Chris Beard's guys, right? He, Chris Beard's program, he took it over and took it to the Sweet 16 and then the Elite Eight. But, you know, uh, the job he did, um, I think earned him the opportunity to, to sure. see what he can do with this program. And, and I and I say this, and if you're if you're so fond of Chris Beard, you ought to be pissed at him that sure. you didn't make it. To, you only made it to the Elite Eight. If he wouldn't have screwed up, you'd may have been in the national championship game. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, as we roll forward on this 28th of March, and it's National Something on a Stick Day. I don't know what that mm. is. What's the best thing on a stick? Is that corn a corn dog? Oh, I was going to say, is that does that count for corn dog? Yeah. How about an ice cream bar? I had one of those last night. What about a kebab? Ooh, a no, kebab. That's, that's a skewer. No, that's a stick, brother. You kebab. can call it a skewer, but that's a stick. Stick. Pointed stick. All right, there you go. Go to work. Show of the People Nation. Best something on a mm. stick. It's interesting. <laughs> you could also be creative and be careful out there. We'll hit that coming up. Plus, our coach's corner. Uh, We'll hear more from the NFL owners' meetings, all the general managers there. We'll hear from John Harbaugh himself on the Lamar Jackson situation. It's B&E on the Horn.